You're listening to episode eight, Compost: How God Turns Our Mistakes and Our Misfortunes into Gold. Welcome to the Nature of Hope podcast. I'm your host, Lori Kaler. Here we will take 15 minutes to step back, delight in nature, and discover God. My goal is to give you hope in your daily walk and increase your awareness and enchantment in the beautiful world God created for us to take part in. If you sometimes feel disenchanted with life or disconnected from God, this is the place for you. If you pull over for sunsets and sometimes you feel like your church is outside, this is for you. Come with me and let's explore the animals, the quiet forests, deep under the seas, and high on the mountaintops. All that God has made for us to delight in. It's time to de-stress and refresh in the nature of hope. Let's talk about manure and rotted things, old, rank, and decaying things, dead plants, and dead dreams. Is there any hope for either of them? It's all about compost. If you're a gardener, you probably know about compost. You either buy it in bags from your local nursery, or you have a container on your property where you throw vegetable scraps and dead plants and leaves you have raked. Why bother? Because out of all this discarded rot comes gold, rich, life-giving gold called compost. The group of ladies quieted down as the elderly woman struggled to rise from her chair. We were attending a woman's conference on spiritual growth, and women of all ages were there. She must have been in her early eighties. I surmised. She was dressed elegantly; everything matched, and not a hair was out of place. I was sitting behind her and could see her crepe paper skin draw taut when she gripped the back of her chair for support. Her other hand fluttered unsteadily to her throat as she cleared it and tilted her head to speak. So, what you're telling me? She asked the speaker in the quavering voice of the elderly, "Is that our blank is our fertilizer?" She actually swore. A stunned silence hung in the air. Then an outburst of laughter. How funny and shocking to hear that word come out of an eighty-year-old woman's mouth! But she got straight to the point. Yes, the tough times in our lives, our worst struggles with our flesh. All our mistakes are fertilizer. That's our compost. It's what God uses to help us grow to be more like His Son. Catherine Marshall said it more poetically in her book Something More. Our God is the divine alchemist. He can take junk from the rubbish heap of life, and melting this base refuse in the pure fire of His love, hand us back gold. Nothing is wasted in God's economy, and that's a principle we can use in our gardens. Composting is not new. 
It's been around for as long as human beings. Composting was probably first understood when people noticed that plants grew better next to rotting piles of vegetation and manure. References to composting are found in medieval church texts and Renaissance literature. In Shakespeare's Hamlet says, Do not spread the compost on the weeds to make them rancor. Composting as we know it in the 21st century is credited to Sir Albert Howard. He was a British government agronomist who went to India for 29 years and experimented with different approaches to composting. He settled on an approach called the Indore method. This method calls for three parts plant material to one part manure, with materials spread in layers and turned during decomposition. Howard felt so strongly about composting and taking care of the soil that he said, Fertility of the soil is the future of civilization. J.I. Rodale from the United States is credited with making organic gardening and composting popular today. My sister has a lot of acreage, so she has room for huge bins for her ongoing composting piles. Into those bins, she throws plants that have died or that she doesn't like anymore, grass clippings, leaves, scraps from her kitchen, never meat, and chicken and horse manure. She doesn't follow a prescribed amount of any material, she just tosses it all in. Because she has so much manure from her five horses, she doesn't have any problems with the pile heating up fast and decomposing quickly. The two essential parts needed for compost are high-protein wastes and energy-rich materials. High-protein wastes include green vegetation, which provides the nitrogen for the microorganisms that break down the compost, such as fresh grass clippings, recently pulled weeds, flowers, kelp, and kitchen scraps. Kitchen scraps include fruit skins, peels, cores, vegetable parts, tea leaves, coffee grounds, stale bread, and non-meat leftovers. Animal manure is also considered a high-protein composting ingredient and should come from cow, chicken, or horse, never dogs or cats. Meat, oil, and grease attract animals and should never be used in the pile. For a compost pile to work, it needs to heat up enough to cause the materials to break down, to decompose. This heat and decomposing, this process kills off the unwanted weed seeds. It breaks down all the plant and manure matter to an unrecognizable state and turns it into a healthy, loamy soil. This loam or compost provides the perfect soil amendment for growth. When God allows the heat to be turned up in our lives, it causes our independence and our arrogance to decompose, to break down. For decomposition to happen, there needs to be heat. God has a unique way of allowing situations into our lives that will reduce us to be fit for His use and for His glory to be displayed in our lives. In Isaiah forty-eight ten through 11 he says, See, I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction for my own sake. For my own sake I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. Before I met him, for a couple years my husband was the single parent of three teenagers. He was overwhelmed at times, being in charge of doctor's appointments, sporting events, schooling, and meals. 
But through this humbling experience, he was able to grow a much closer and deeper relationship with his children than he ever had before. Out of a tragic experience, one which my husband did not want to be in, the heat was turned up and God grew beautiful relationships. A friend of mine had an abortion at a young age. She is now involved with her local pregnancy care center, where she helps frighten girls who are in the same situation she was in. Because of her past, she understands and identifies with these frightened women. God has taken her past heartbreak and spun it into a golden opportunity to reach out to others. In the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul writes, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. Romans 8.28 Notice that word, all. It means all. Even the really horrible, sinful junk we can't tell anyone about. Therefore, we can have confidence that God uses our compost, the rubbish in our lives, to grow something good. But the key to this passage is works for the good. What good? Oftentimes, our idea of what would be good and God's idea of good are worlds apart. (laughs) Good doesn't mean the cushiest life possible for me. Good doesn't mean things going my way. The verse following Romans 8.28 shows us what good means to God. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son. In God's definition, good means becoming more like Jesus Christ. So, how does all this sin and junk we've done to ourselves, or that's been done to us by others, turn into rich compost by which we can grow? How does it work for good, for us becoming more like Jesus? It all hinges on one little word, saying yes to God. We can say, no, I won't stay in this tough situation with the heat building up. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to find someone else to help me raise these kids. Forget it, God. It's too painful. Or we can say yes with the attitude that Jesus had in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he said yes with clenched teeth and sweat pouring down. Not what I will, but what you will. Our yes, our surrender of our plans to God's plans, is a victory. In this day and age, and particularly Americans, we don't like the word surrender. Surrender to us means failure, defeat, but not to God. Surrender to Him is victory for us. Jesus said, Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 10.39 When we say yes to God's allowing the nasty situations of life, yes to His authority to use even our worst sins, yes to His sovereignty and power to work out the situation for good, we will find something new and beautiful growing in our hearts. The Character of Jesus Christ The end of ourselves, the yes of surrender, is the beginning of God's transforming power. Saying yes to being thrown ignominiously upon the compost pile simply means that you're about to receive a huge dose of fertilizer. It doesn't always feel so great. It probably won't smell wonderful. But you have the promise of growth and all things working for your good. This talk today was based on a chapter from my book, 
Gardening Mercies, Finding God in Your Garden, the compost chapter. I hope you enjoyed it and you can think about smelly bad times in a different light now. If you like this, please give it a rating. Go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or SoundCloud or wherever you listen to this and leave a review because it really makes a difference and maybe you could take a screenshot and share it with somebody else. If you'd like to learn more about my books or me, go to lauriekaler.com. You can see my books, my other podcast, which is a much longer one, and find some products to download for free. That's lauriekaler.com. L-A-U-R-I-E-K-E-H-L-E-R. Thanks so much for taking the time to de-stress and refresh in the nature of hope. See you next time.